engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Oh, um, that song's a little bit catchy. I was getting into it. I remain Billy Garish, and across from me is my sister, Linda Garish Lynch. So, for to get to get it official, um, I am Billy Garish, Linda Garish Lynch, and this is Pillars, Pillars of, of Our, our community. community. Thank you very much. Um, so. This is your first podcast, or, or are you an experienced veteran? You know what? This is my first time. I don't usually spend my Tuesday mornings this way. Holy smokes. Happy to be here. All right. Make, maybe it could be a Tuesday ritual. Mm. <clears throat> Tuesdays quickly become my favorite day of the week. Tuesdays are good. <laughs> I oftentimes refer to the Tuesday as, like, the redheaded stepchild. Okay. <laughs> meaning that, like, I don't, I think, I think that um, analogy is, like, it doesn't have quite an identity. Mm-hmm. The idea of Tuesday. Monday is the beginning. Everyone knows Monday, Wednesday's Humpty, Thursday's like Friday. kind of kind of the weekend. Friday's Friday, uh, and then Saturday and Sunday have their own sort of thing distinction. Yeah. Tuesday's like what's Tuesday? Tuesday's whatever you make Tuesday. Tuesday's a bro says podcast day. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what mm-hmm. you know. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so your first podcast and. Uh, it has, like, be, this has been a bucket list, list item for you. Yeah. I'm just helping you tick off your bucket list items. That's what mm, siblings do for each other. Yes. Bucket list item being ticked right now. Oh, I love it. Excited to be here. I love it. I'm excited you're here. Um, anything, anything else on your bucket list you want to talk about? Uh, no, just one at a time. I like to tackle one at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any like places that you're really dying to go to? Uh, I'd like to go to Fiji. <laughs> to get some of that square water? Yeah. I like to just be basking in the sun somewhere with no one else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to write a mystery book. I'd right. like to solve a mystery. Wow. Those are on my bucket list. Wow, 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 wow. Um, yeah, you love your mysteries. I do love my mysteries. What is it about, you think, mysteries that, you, that are so attractive The mystery is a mystery. It's a mind game. Uh, interesting. The mystery is a mystery. The mystery is a mystery. Yeah. So it's hard to put your finger on why you like mysteries. Yeah, every mystery is different. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have a conclusion. I like conclusions. Mm-hmm. Typically. Mm-hmm. Not all, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in the ones that, are, that do have a conclusion. Because then you can backtrack and think... Think... Uh, think backwards sometimes yeah yeah yeah. if you're given the conclusion up front it's harder to work your way back and figure out the steps to get there versus if you are given the steps then it's pretty it's it's easier to think about what's going to happen at the end but it's kind of interesting if you're given the end result to work back to the beginning and that's when you know you're a real sleuth that's when you know you're a real sleuth yeah (laughs) i mean you certainly have a lot of practice in that department going all the way back to where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where, yeah, that's where I got my start. <laughs> you're so good at that stuff. It's fun. <laughs> There's um, no pressure. When you're, uh, it's just, I mean, it's also, I think, a God-given or whatever. It's a talent that you have. You have a mind for, it's a certain uh, mind, I think, uh, analytical, um, detail-oriented, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, con- convergent, Mm-hmm. converge on something and you can follow I mean I, I don't have that mind 
if well, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, well, sometimes, yeah, I agree. It's it's more fun when you're... It's a focused idea. Yeah, it's a focused idea, and it's more fun when you're just doing it for yourself. Like, if somebody were to hand me some sort of a real-life case, I wouldn't be interested in yeah. trying to you put said the you pieces wanted, together. So you wanted to solve a mystery, maybe, well, yeah, at some like, point. Yeah, not not like some some real true crime. I understand. Just some... Maybe you can do that when you write your novel. Yeah. You know. On my own, on my, on my own terms. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like interesting. Get right on into it. <clears throat> the podcast. It's like I obviously you know me for most of my life. I've known you for all your life. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> being that we're two and a half years apart, um, it, just having a conversation is. Uh, Something that I love to do. That's why I really... This is like day four in the podcast. And I really... Um, I'm having a ball doing it. I wake up thinking about... What I'm going to do. Who I want to talk to. And stuff like that. And set things up. But uh, there's an element of like... <clears throat> a little uncomfortableness behind Mike when you... I mean, I can edit anything out I want. I could throw it in the trash. Right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm probably not gonna. <laughs> Unless like really bad things start coming out of my mouth <laughs> which is like kind of like what's happening right now <laughs> no uh, but it's like there's a little bit of uh, a, pr- a pressure it's not it's not just a conversation i guess but it is but it's not well yeah because you're, you're you're leading it yeah so there's a little bit of pressure on you to to script how things are going to go and also allow for things to go off script so it's kind of a dance it's a good analogy. Yeah, it takes two to to tango. Yes, somebody should coin that phrase. Oh my gosh! And then there's other from remember Son of a Woman. You've seen that movie, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, when you get tangled up, tango on. Ooh, I don't I don't remember that one, but now I do. That's such a good line. Al Pacino. Al Pacino's so good. He's so good. I think it's his only Oscar. I mean, not only, but how many people have multiple Best Actor Oscars? But he, I think he won Best for that. Yeah. As, he, as he should Colonel Slade so um, Mysteries um, ex- Can you explain The, f- uh, the, f- the fact that no, no, Number one selling book in the, Of all times The Bible And then number two Is all of Shakespeare's works And then number three Is all of Agatha Christie's works Is, that is, a, is Agatha Christie Behind Shakespeare? Yeah Is that right? I know the Bible's number one You think I Think Aggie too? Uh, I'd be surprised. Mm. I'd be surprised. Okay, well, it's easy to be settled. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, excuse I, me. I can explain. Well, either one or, or either two or three. Both of them. I'm it's incredible. It's incredible company. <clears throat> how the how did she get to? Wow, is the mystery the mystery for everyone? Everyone, what's the appeal? Do you think? Uh, I think she was a pioneer of the murder mystery. Uh, I think she was an extremely unusual individual with a lot of different stuff going on. Yeah. And I think that she used what was in her and was able to put it down on paper, which not everyone can do. Not everyone can recognize the story that's being told within. <clears throat> and uh, she, I think she set out to write the perfect murder and uh, being a murder that is unsolvable. And she did with her debut novel, uh, and then there were none. 
which is I'm pretty sure. Those are they debut? Uh, mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh my gosh. Yes, I'm 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 almost certain. Um, in which so she wrote right there the unsolvable murder where once you get to the end. Yeah. You you know you know it, and I I would never spoil it. And if I could be at the onset of (laughs) reading that for the first time, oh, I'd be envious of the position I'm in. It's such a good book. Um, also her yeah so her 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 books uh have been translated into like hundreds of languages and i think well received by anyone because a mystery can go on in a big or small um you know big or small spaces and and communities so people are everyone's interested in a mystery it has the excitement behind it but it's also takes it allows you to take yourself out of it though you don't want to be wrapped up in it you just want to be a bystander yeah 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 <clears throat> it's like playing a video game or something you want to yeah you don't want to be the one with yeah, the guns nah. or being shot at but you want to get close to it it's like it's yeah. like paintball or something like that it's yeah. you know you have a gun you're shooting paint they're not bullets right they have the same similar sort of rush I right um it's very um and then there were none is so good so good and it's like and it's like also there's not a lot of wasted space in it you know what i'm saying it's very like direct right um and, and it, yeah um it's very concise it's to the point it's curt um it's not there's no a lot of, there's not fluff or fat to it you know it's very right. lean for a, for a book and it's only like some of the versions you can get are like it's 100 pages. Yeah, <clears throat> you know? right. And and the character development is just enough to where you're not like overwhelmed or confused about who's who. And uh, the, she gives just enough backgrounds on each of the characters so you you know you know, you know only what you need to know about them. And I think that that is very cool. I think that writing probably came extremely natural to her. Yeah. Um, and she was uh, kind of she was a pretty fascinating lady. Yeah. In fact, I just finished up reading the, what is it, the, the book that you gave me for yeah, Christmas, yeah, yeah. The Mystery of... The 13 of, Days Away, and she disappeared for 13 days, 10 yeah. days, something like that? Yeah. It was fascinating. I the, highly the, recommend the, that book. It's the mystery behind the mystery writer. Yeah. She created, like, a real-life mystery for herself and, and well, and her husband, who was... Uh, not really um, the husband that she thought he yeah. was. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But she took it even further in, in that she took the mystery out of the book for a while into her life and then popped it back into the book and was kind of went out back, back to the life she lived as if nothing happened. It's just fascinating. So <clears throat> she basically disappeared for like 10 days, right? Yeah, but she, she orchestrated it from the hour to hour, like what was going to happen, who was going to be involved, what the, each step that was going to be taken to f- figure out the mystery. And then she wrapped it up on her own terms, came back, <laughs> and basically sort of pinned it on someone else. And kind of achieved the ultimate real life deception, or yeah, <laughs> it's just so cool, unbelievable. It was really, yeah, it's wild. It's uh, cool to have that kind of confidence in yourself where you're like, hmm, I'm gonna do, I'm not sure anyone's done this before, but yeah, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna do it flawlessly and yeah. then go about my life as if it never happened. But nobody got hurt, no, no yeah. one got hurt. <clears throat> 
was no, basically no one got hurt. She, it was basically her way to get away from her husband or or yeah, it was, it was basically yeah get back at her husband. Or something? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Basically, a way for for him to come out with his flaws without her having to point them out. Mm. And uh, you know, um, they had they had they had a daughter, so it was important for Agatha Christie's daughter to know that the future of her parents' relationship and the deterioration of it wasn't anything to do with her and that it was basically all on on on, on the on guy yeah. yeah but you know that's hard to prove unless the unbelievable the husband uh you know Explains it himself, and so she created a situation where he had no. Really, like, set her, he, set her, set, set him, him up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it set him up to, not necessarily to, um, to like fall in a pit and kill himself, no. but uh, to set him, set him up to reveal kind of a lot of truth that would have been hard to get out to, especially the the daughter, right? Without her set or uh, without this plot. Right, yeah. It, it, it just like he said, she said. Yeah. <clears throat> and and so she, he made, he, she created a situation where uh, it was up to him to kind of man up to his um, deception. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he does. And it's pretty cool to read about. What's, oh, shoot. Um, what's the name of it? Do you remember? Yeah, the mystery behind Agatha Christie or something the mystery of Agatha Christie or the the mystery of Mrs. Christie yeah maybe really good I'm looking it up right now so that all the millions of viewers are that are listening right now can uh, check it out maybe 10 million you know maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you reading now oh and go ahead <clears throat> touch on the mystery yeah you're right it's again. the mystery of Mrs. Christie by Marie Benedict yeah. Um, so, in, in keeping with the mystery theme, yeah, of course, Henry and I are going to the Green Bar this weekend for a murder mystery, theory, murder mystery um, dinner, which is going to be so fabulous, and I cannot wait for. And hopefully, I might get the chance to solve my first mystery. Unbelievable. So maybe this time next week on the podcast, I will fill you in on my sleuthing details. I'll break it down for me. I'll break it down for you. I need like a sleuthing name, like a Ruby Begonia. That's not a bad one. Ruby Begonia is great. Where is that from? Dad always used to say it. Who knows? Ruby Begonia. So that's what's going on. In my mystery mind right now. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could come with you to the Greenbrier. Yep, but guess where I'm going? To Palm Florida. Beach. You got that? You got that right. which I'm so jealous about. <laughs> You're going to not a bad spot. Truth. But uh, Palm Beach is your number one spot, you say? Yeah, it's got to be my number one. Yeah. Number one spot. Number one. Done. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, home is home. Like, there's no place like home, but you could also make your home there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, uh, if you, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you could see yourself maybe living in Florida. Yeah, I could go back and forth. 
I mean, I kind of go back and forth now. But I mean, when if, my mm, kids are older... You'd be, a, you'd be the perfect snowbird. I would be a great snowbird. <laughs> you'd snowbird well. I am. got snowbird <laughs> in my blood. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you ain't wrong there. Yeah. Snow, so. Snowbirdy blood. Yep. What type of blood are you? I'm at A B O Nate. I'm snowbirdy blood. <laughs> that's right. That's right. S B. S B. Positive. S B positive. Baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's amazing that uh, I'm 39. I'm almost 40, and you're like, you know, no spring chicken there, snowbird. <laughs> it's like in in like 15 years, you could conceivably, yeah, you know, be an empty nester. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Fun. It'll and, be great. Enjoying it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you guys, how's Noelle doing? Noelle's doing great. Noelle and Brooke. Yep. Yeah. She, Noelle, is that Daisy barking? Oh, boy. Um, Noelle's great. She's so adorable. Mm-hmm. She is finally back in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, three hours, four days a week. Mm-hmm. And is loving it. And uh, then she goes to her little pod with her four little girlfriends, mm-hmm. which has been a lifesaver. And she is doing great. She we just had a PT conference, and she's um, her teacher says she's thriving. She's on, she's incredible. Yeah, I saw her last she's night. She's got a great, sweet um, kind of <coughs> ma- magical vibe about her. Yes, yeah, she does. <coughs> she definitely does. Yeah. Um, and then you got B Bear, who's a monster. <laughs> she's Monster Inc. Man. She's so, so, uh, so funny. Hysterical. She's hysterical. She's got, she's got a little a like, garish in her. Oh, gosh. Yeah. She's a goofball. She's goofy. Yeah, she's she, goofy. Yeah. She's a <laughs> round, like, round wrecker. I know. Wreck it, Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing And great. you guys had, you had, last night you had a, a bee bear? Yeah. Bee bear night. night. Monday night. nights or bee bear nights? Wednesdays are no-nos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once a week, one-on-one time with each girl. And the other girl goes hangs with honey. Yep. One-on-one time with honey and That's one-on-one a sweet time with setup. mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been doing it for for over a year. Yeah. And it has been... You started um, in Florida, didn't you? I think so. No, I started... Maybe no, before that. No. I started, I started, I think, maybe two years ago with Hip Hop Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Noelle would have Hip Hop like after school like flex activity was hip hop at the time so I would pick her up at 4.30 from hip hop my mom would take or our mom would take Brooke over for a sleepover and Noelle and I would have a happy meal and watch and whatever movie she wanted to in bed my bed and that was hip hop Wednesday got coined and then Brooke needed a special night and so she was and still is super into princesses and everything princessy and girly so we we created magical monday (laughs) where we play with her little princesses in their little house and again watch whatever movie she wants speaking of movies what's your favorite movie ever yeah Um, not not a hard question at all huh yeah (laughs) Um, you can can rattle off a few Okay. I like oh, A Few Good Men. Ha! Huh. That's a great one. You like that movie. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because Henry's like kind of a military guy. <laughs> well, he looks good. Henry looks, looks good, good in a uniform. uniform. 
Um, I don't know. I just like that one a lot. It's one that's like on a lot, and I will always. It's so interesting. It's, you know, it's on. It's on TV often. It's on TV often. I like Titanic. I love Titanic. <laughs> I love. Titanic. I love Titanic. Uh, it's beautiful. Like, what a, an incredible soundtrack. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And Acting. Yeah. Oh. I like heart, Titanic. Heart wrenching. Yep. Yeah. Um. Celine Dion. I know. Heart will Leo. go on. Leo. Gosh. Love Leo. Love, love Leo. Love Leo. Uh, if you're listening, love we got Leo, Leo coming in on Thursday, so, you know. <laughs> Leo. Yeah. Um, what are some other... What about movies? Sound of Music? Sound of Music. Sound of Music is my man. fantastic. I know. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen it in a, long, <clears throat> in a while. Yep. And I watched it a you know, like a couple weeks ago. It's so... I, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, Christopher yeah. Christopher Plummer passed... Um, how old was he? 80? 82? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, Maybe a little older. Um, and, yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, the movie's yeah, really good. Yeah, the movie's awesome. The acting in it, the soundtrack, the scenery. Oh, my gosh. Didn't he like have a sour sort of yeah, he wasn't take on the movie or something or, or yeah. Like resentful or yeah, he wasn't. It was a touchy subject for him. It was a touchy subject, and in fact, he like never sang the song Edelweiss ever again. Mm, mm. He had a a real kind of you did cynical, I know, a cynical um, kind of view on it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, he didn't want to be known for just his role as Captain Von Trapp. Yeah, he 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 wasn't a he wasn't a he wasn't a real people person. Like he didn't like kids very much. So doing a movie that was so, so much, he was surrounded by kids yeah. the whole time and had to kind of, I mean, he's, just interact with them constantly. Father, he I wasn't, mean, he wasn't really into it. So the movie's he, a father of like six, I think, right? Uh, yeah, like six or seven. Um, and he, uh, but he plays a, a, a guy, Van Trapp, who doesn't, he can't get through to his kids. Yeah. He's it, super closed off. It, but that's, but what's her name? Helps, Maria. helps him. Uh, yeah, Maria. Mm-hmm. You know, we can solve a problem like Maria. Yep. Uh, what's her What's her name? Uh, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, good. Yeah. So I mean, he kind of I don't know. He I, he had he's he was he's a strange guy. Um, Seems a little strange. He, he I think he kind of made a shift later in his life, but I I uh, I think he was kind of. Um, kind of a wild guy a little bit of a womanizer i believe in his early days he's been he was married three times uh to his 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 third wife he was married to when he passed away so they had been married a while but i don't i think he was married originally to a dancer or a singer somebody in show business mm-hmm. and he kind of was an awful husband to to her and mm-hmm. then i don't know much about the second wife um but then i think he uh settled into his um, personality later in life, yeah, yeah. And kind of, um, you know, matured, I guess. Finally. Yeah, well, all happens at different times for right. all different people. I mean, look at me; I'm 39. And I'm just starting my podcast. You're just starting to ripen. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a German, a long germination period. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you what, you know, the longer the germination, the sweeter the fruit. Uh, who said that? I just said it right now. Yeah. I just coined it. Just now. That's right. Um, and I'm engaged to be married to the beautiful love of my life. Yep. Debbie. That's exciting news. So, yeah, That's maybe I got great. a little Van Trapp or, you know, Christopher yeah. Plummer in me or something. I don't know. No. 
Yeah, no, a lot better. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. You know. Yeah, You're I mean, a great guy. Oh, let me. One of the best, the best, the best. Oh. <laughs> you're so nice. I think it's highly, very highly of you too. Well, you've got no choice. I mean, you're kind of like I've, I've talked, we've talked about before. We're the most similar to each other on the of anyone else on the planet, by from a biological standpoint. Right. Your siblings are the more so than your husband or, or wife or. Um, mother, father, or even children. Right. Yeah, you have the most you have, you have DNA. mother DNA, you have father DNA, you put them together, and you get you DNA. Right. Um, and then the same thing can be said for your siblings. Right. Obviously. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, very pa- cool. it's very cool. Past the, bio- the biology and the science and everything, we click. Mm-hmm. Always have. Always, I don't remember a period where we weren't close at all. Maybe when I like wrestle you. Well, yeah, but out and, of love. And say, dog wee wee! <laughs> the only thing to make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> don't go tell mom. Don't go tell mom. Mom seems to say, uh, Billy, you don't understand. What's this line? You don't know your own strength. Don't, you don't yeah. know your own strength. <laughs> don't go tell her again. Dog wee wee! That was it. And That's all it took. The, the, the frowns and tears would turn to like <laughs> laughter and, and smiles. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yep. Get out of it. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> that dog wee wee trick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's cool. It's a cool friendship. Very it's, special. It's even better uh, with age. Yeah. Yeah. You can like, obviously you're close with Henry and I'm close with Debbie or, you know, but there's like definitely a a uh, connection mm-hmm. um, and the fact that we are like I don't know very connected biologically and also grew up together I mean it's like it's uh I don't know how to say it it's like yeah. there's, there's a level of uh, um, not intimacy but it's a like an innate of, allegiance to each other yeah there's an innateness um yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a, la- a language that we have access to that n- nobody else really does. Right, right. Maybe something like and that. And I think it's even, even, even uh, more heightened because there was just the two of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it can be even, you know. Special. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Amen. Totally. Amen. Rock on, sister. Rock on. Um, you miss dad? Yeah, I miss dad a lot. Yeah, so, so do I. Yeah. That was an unbelievable year, huh? That was an unbelievable year, 2014. 2014. Yeah, kind of came on strong and out of nowhere. It's one for the books. Yep. So 2014, you had Noel. Mm-hmm. You had, no, you had Noel and... <clears throat> no, you did. 2014. Yeah, 2014. January Yeah, Brooke. You had Brooke in December, right? December 2016. Yeah. Okay. Noel yeah, was in it was January. January 2014. Yeah. Early Start January. the year with such beautiful love. Yeah. Um, with no no. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I remember being in the hospital with you. She looked like a little cherub. She was nine pounds, which was like pretty She's big. Big, oh, right? She, yeah, she looked like a three month old. So she came out with just like full full fat and long hair. Very healthy. <laughs> Super healthy. I'm old. Yeah, it was it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. And then. <clears throat> One of the hardest, one of the hardest <laughs> days for me was, was when Dad passed. Yeah. On uh, Valentine's Day. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's very sad. It's yeah. sad to lose a parent. It's sad not to be able to say goodbye. Um, and it is sad. It's just a sad occurrence. And it is one that I don't think you could prepare for. Uh, I just think the outcome would be the same, whether you were, like, ready for it or not. Yeah, exactly. Whether you prepare for it or not, <clears throat> it would still carry the same weight and hit you, hit you just as hard. Yeah. Um, we're lucky to have each other. Yeah, absolutely. Because like everyone, it was in Florida, and uh, I was at Monomica B having breakfast or brunch or something on a Saturday or something. And uh, mom always said that I don't th- mom. Oh, I don't call her like overly dramatic. But remember, she on occasion she'd be like, "I don't think he's gonna." Yeah. I don't think dad's dad's not doing well. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. And, and, yeah, he always, yeah. and he always was fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And then she said he didn't. And she said he didn't make it. Yeah. And I was like, no, what? I was yeah. in dis total disbelief. Total. Total disbelief. Yeah. It was uh, a. I was like, no. St- I was given a little bit of a heads up because, um. I was just diagnosed with that spinal cord tumor. Yeah. Uh, on the upper part of my spine, my thoracic spine. Yeah. Um, or my cervical spine, right above the thoracic. Um, and so I was in contact with Dr. Nealon, who is dad's doctor, but who is also now in charge of finding the right um, neurosurgeon to perform my operation. So I was in close contact with him and. I guess I was talking to him on a Thursday, the 13th of February. And he was like, I think this is the beginning of the end. Oh, my God. For Dad. Oh, my God. And so, like, I don't know. Kind of just going. That's what he said? Yes, he did. He said, I think this is going to be the beginning of the end. And I don't know when someone says that. It doesn't, I don't know. How long is the end? Is the end a month? Is it six months? Well, it turned out to be 24 hours. Yeah. Um. So, I. I I had I was of the mindset that this is super serious and I really want to get down to Florida, mm-hmm. but I had just had Noelle who was three or no I guess at this time she was five weeks old mm-hmm. and she wasn't fully vaccinated so you, they get their infant newborn shots you know they they get fully vaccinated at eight weeks to mm-hmm. fly mm-hmm. so I wasn't going to bring her on the airplane without being vaccinated and Mm -hmm. I also didn't want to leave her she was like 30 days old so I was um I was oh I was kind of that was that was what was going on in my mind when I got the phone or on 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 Friday um on the 14th when Henry came home and told me the news and actually he used the exact phrase he didn't make it so I remember because I was in I was in the bathroom um brushing my teeth and in the morning yeah it was like around 11 in the morning and i had put i had had this really strange moment henry did mom call henry yeah mm-hmm. how come she didn't call you uh i don't know or maybe you didn't, i think he wanted, maybe she, wanted she somebody to be there uh, with me when yeah. i learned the news yeah so i think that she, because she had the outlet of henry she smartly used it versus telling me and i don't know i had the baby there maybe i would have Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, so mm-hmm. I had this really strange um, 
moment that morning, which I don't even know if I've told anyone. So I was watching, it was back in the day, I used to be really into Good Morning America. Um, mm-hmm. And it was on in the morning, and I was watching it that morning, and John Legend happened to be on, oh, because it was Valentine's Day. So John Legend was just coming out with his song, All of You, and he was performing it live. And I, like, broke down um, watching it in my bedroom, and I, like... Brooklyn, I mean, I'm sorry, Noelle was napping on my bed. Like, she was just like, when they're newborns, they can't even move. So she was just like swaddled on my bed. And I like, she was sleeping. And once you become a parent, you know, like, never mm-hmm. wake a sleeping baby. Yeah. So I, I just had this overwhelming sense of grief. And so I went and I picked her up and I just like held her while I listened to the song. And it was just so, so sad. And then, sure enough, like, that kind of um, coincided with the time that dad was like passing away I think it was like around 11 11 15 that morning so um it was kind of it was just kind of spooky and looking back it was very um um eerie eerie yeah and then you know minutes later Henry came home learned the news it's unbelievable yeah it's like God or the forces or spirits um uh, somehow got to you or uh, you maybe you felt the the power some sort of, of the universe or, or something going right. on a shift of love maybe it was dad goes out and goes into you or goes into uh noel mm-hmm. or something like that yeah um and like lives on like that right it's like an unfortunate yet beautiful um mm-hmm. life for life mm-hmm. dad goes out noel comes in right um, right. almost like a murder idea. Right. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, but he didn't, he didn't have to die. Right. But he did. Right. Um, and uh, but you know, Noelle's such a beautiful, beautiful soul. Right. So a yeah, lot of she, dad in her. Right. I always like look at her in a sort of thankful light. You know, when I yeah. think about her or look at her, she makes me realize that she was there for me. She'll tell you. She'll be like. Didn't I save your life? What, tell me that story again. When did I save your life? And I said again. She'll be like, "Didn't I save your life?" Huh? And because I told her like when, as, when she was old enough to understand sort of anything at all, I was just like, you know, you're really special to me. Um, you know, you came. You were born at a time, <gasps> very sad time for me, and like you know, so you, you kind of <gasps> saved my life. And she, of course, she didn't understand that. But now that she's a little bit older, she understands that she was the happy, bright moment in a dark. <gasps> a dark time for, for, for our whole family. So she's, she's extra golden in my eyes. Not that Brooke is not. Brooke is a different story. She's my, my biggest, uh, my biggest obstacle that I've won because Henry and I had trouble conceiving both children, but more so Brooke. And so her existence to me is like a battle that I slayed after, you know, years and a lot of years in, in tears over that. Mm-hmm. So they each of my children have very different and um, super, super special um, places and significance in my life and heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Noelle, um, <clears throat> like light in the darkness. She was born on the Epiphany. Yeah. Unbelievable. This like not symbolism, but like the coin- yeah. coincidences or significance there. Of uh, the three wise men following a star, right? And the dark and the light. Right. Noel. And she's got this Christmas carol. 
and everything. Like, <laughs> it's like out of a, out of a movie. Yeah, it's just just like a, a gift that uh, just she just helped out a lot of people just by being born, which is neat. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it's she's just done her work already. And there could there, there very very well could be a, like a, the transfer of love. Yeah, like she carries dad's some, some energy. Yeah, life force. Her, you know, very caring and personality, and uh, very um, empathetic, super empathetic. Yeah, uh, I think she has a lot of dad in her, and I think Brooke does too, actually. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, so you want to talk? I mean, <clears throat> maybe five minutes. Yeah, it's almost ten. It's eight minutes of ten. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah. Um. So you've been sober for a long time now. Yeah, a long th- yeah. over two years. Yeah, unbelievable. Little, probably like two, two and a quarter years. What's the, your day of significance? The twenty seventh, right? Yeah, November twenty seventh. I have the twenty seventh. Usually circled on uh, on my it's on my monthly reminder. Yeah, the 20, I, I texted you last. I know twenty seventh. I know you did. Special day. I know. Um. When was it? Uh, December? No. 20, 20, November, November 27, right? 2018. Yeah, I decided to just stop drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was something that I just was not settling well with me ever since I had broke. Um, looking back, I had, I had severe postpartum depression with Brooke that was kind of going undiagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just... Also in the phase of like, phew, I'm done having kids. Like, let's celebrate. So it was a lot of like wine and a lot of play dates with other, other moms. We would just drink wine and stuff. And I mean, nothing that got hor- horrible. But I was becoming aware that if I let it go on like that, then it would become, um, or at least I thought it would. Mm-hmm. So I just made the decision to instead of trying to. Um, monitor it or put on limitations like oh only drink on the weekend or only drink wine or oh i'm celebrating tonight i just thought you know what not none of it is sitting well with me like chemically i think i i you know after you have kids your your body chemically changes like your dna is not the same as it was before yeah. you conceived so something w- went awry or or just changed and consuming any kind of any 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 kind of alcohol even from like the first sip would just give me anxiety and i don't i wasn't naturally anxiety ridden like i haven't been in life so removing that was like just incredible it's incredible to make a life change like that and i had the support of my husband henry and you and mom and my friends and my therapist who i is a good friend of mine um, and so with like the help of other people, I just decided to go without it. And then once you decide that, it's like so freeing. A relief. Oh, yeah. It's like when it when when you can't handle things like that, but you try to, it's like a poison of your mind and body. It's just the it's the worst kind of. Um, just the worst kind of position to find yourself in. Mm-hmm. So to take to remove like yourself a, out of that is like, I mean, 
It's almost like an unsolvable, it's an unsolvable mystery. Yeah. You keep racking your brain about like, what do I need to change about when I'm drinking or right. lifestyle or maybe I can do this, maybe I can tinkering, experimenting, causing yourself a bunch of anxiety oh, and yeah, stress yeah. and pressure. <clears throat> and like, wait a minute, maybe I just turn it off. Oh, like, turn it off. Not oh. even turn it off. Give it, toss it out. Like having it not even be in my hemisphere anymore is like i mean it just makes you so incredibly happy because there's no threat or any of the it's just tiring mm-hmm. no more the tiring process of trying to figure it out it's just yeah. like you know what i didn't figure it out and i'm not going to try to figure it out i'm going to move on with my life and do other things and work you know focus on what really does make me happy healthy and like living the life i want to live yeah as cliche as that sounds so like not <laughs> uh, wrapping with the, the mystery theme like not all <clears throat> excuse me not all um problems can be solved no. like you know not all mysteries there's not a solution to <laughs> it's agatha christie wrote the unsolvable <laughs> mystery um, you can go insane trying to figure some stuff out. Um, and sometimes instead of being so uh, um, obsessed with it, just, you know, give it up. Yeah. Give it up. Toss, toss that book. That book is, you know, is, and yeah. like, <clears throat> there's no, I mean, I'm not saying that maybe in 10 years you're like, maybe I'm, I can maybe drink again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know if. You rule that rule it out, but like there's a lot to be said for giving it up for an extended amount of time. And if you want to re-examine it at a later date, do it safely. Right. You know. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Sure. Maybe in ten years, life is different. If it's not, I'm totally fine with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just so at peace with the decision. I've noticed friends, some very close friends around me that are making the same decision. Yeah. And boy, does it just like bright. It just takes that foggy lens off of your life. And you're like, okay, well, I'm now seeing in these bright colors. Why, when, why in the world would I want to ever re-enter into a world where it could ever even become slightly foggy again? Right. There's so much... Uh importance around you and so much love right why uh make that slippery right you know yeah i've certainly i've certainly had some alcohol problems or mm-hmm. my own um relationship odd relationship with it so <clears throat> and i think you've said to me on occasion like maybe i mean it's going to be totally be my own decision but maybe uh, i might come to the realization that i need to be like you right at some point but um that might happen yeah. Um, and if it does, then that's just part, part of your let, plan. Let, yeah, exactly right. You can, you know, you can do, you can do anything. You can do anything with the right, with the right people around you and the right commitment in your heart. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you, I would be here to support you. Inspire you inspire me. Well, likewise. Linda Garrish Lynch. Billy Kenyon. <laughs> BKG. BKG. WKG. <laughs> I love how Brooks' middle name is Kenyon. Oh, I know. Me too. Kenyon is a great name. <laughs> it's such a good name. Uh, but when I have a, when I have a, a little guy mm-hmm. or girl with Debbie, mm-hmm. um, 
I'm gonna call him Kenny. So you gotta switch your you gotta switch your name. And I I need I want it back. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna an Indian giver. Okay. I gave, all right. You asked me permission for a brook, and I was like, no problemo. <laughs> but now I want yeah, it back. All right. Now I want it back. I know. Yeah, maybe the, maybe they these. both can be Kenyans. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna have a ball together. There you go. Um, all right. Um, any last words? No, this was great. Sister? I'll see you the same time, same place next week. So fun. And I will be touching base with my new listeners about the mystery that I solved. (laughs) I think stay tuned. I think you uh, start writing that novel. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Take 10 years, but just the hard, the hardest, the hardest is what? To start. Yeah, exactly. The first step is always the hardest in most anything in life. You got it. Um, Take the first step. Start writing. You'd be great at it. Well, you're garish. Accept the challenge. Garish greats. Alrighty, signing off. Pillars of the Community, episode four with Linda Garish Lynch, uh, my lovely sister who I love so much. Um, until next time, uh, stay cool, be good, be kind, love one another, hug, hold the hugs long, and all that stuff. I think you get the idea. Bye bye. <laughs>